I'm shook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Holly Shook Podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am joined, as always, by the amazing, wonderful, get to see him in a week, Armin. Hey, how are you? Hey, Rye. I love that little teaser right there. Do you want to tell the listeners? Yes. So, I leave tomorrow morning for the wonderful, beautiful Southern California, and I will be spending three days back in Los Angeles. Um, I haven't been in almost a year and a half. Um, So I'm so excited, and I'm going to be there for a few days. And one of those days, I am going to meet up with Armin at the Holly Shook slash Buttered Pop podcast studio and record our first ever in-studio together in the same room Holly Shook podcast. I can't wait. When we were talking about doing this, I couldn't believe that we've actually never done a Holly Shook in studio. But then I realized that you haven't been in Los Angeles since we launched Holly Shook. And that's insane to me. Next week's episode, when we cover an old Hollywood scandal, it'll be the first ever in studio pod. It's going to be historic. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be my scandal. I actually still don't know which scandal I'm going to do, right? But it has to be special. Yeah, you got to make it extra juicy because I will be reacting in real time, but I'll be reacting like I'll be able to feel your energy. You can feel mine. I mean, we make it work over FaceTime, but being in the same room, I feel there's a whole whole other dynamic. Yeah, it's going to be different for sure. I can't wait to see how it plays out. (laughs) It's going to be a mess. (laughs) I mean, I'll be on vacation, so I will probably supply mimosas just to so you're aware of that situation. Yeah, we don't often drink when we do this podcast. The last time we did, it was kind of a lot of fun, actually, though, when we did the Lori Laughlin (laughs) breakdown. Well, yeah, we don't usually drink because we're we're usually recording at like noon my time, 10 a.m. your time, which like... No shame to people who are getting their day started early, but I'm not usually drinking at noon. No, no, not normally, but maybe we should start. On on vacation, you know I am, so (laughs) the in-studio pod might involve some some mimosas. Which is going to make it extra messy, but speaking of messy, Rye, Tati Westbrook, who I had never heard of, by the way, until this week. No idea who she was. Still kind of don't really get who she is, but... She did a major takedown of James Charles, who I barely knew, but I had heard of because he constantly embarrassed himself, and I would see Twitter take him down constantly, but not to this extent, obviously. But there was the whole moment where he was trying to explain the house, and that (laughs) became a whole meme. Do you remember that? Oh, of course I do. The house. Can you explain why James Charles was so wrong in the way that he defined the house? He's just like, he's the, I mean, he's a young baby. And he was trying to describe the house, which is a, like, drag term from, you know, a lot of, like, current gay slang that's becoming a lot more, um, like, mainstream, such as the house, boots, tea, shade, you know, like all that type of stuff. It's becoming mainstream, but there's like a history behind it um, that it all started with like 
underground drag culture, Club Kid. If you watch the documentary Paris is Burning, they talk a lot about how the phrases came to be, what they meant back then, et cetera, et cetera. So him trying to explain it, like, in current day times was just so stupid because he was just like, he's like, so the house means, like, when it's, like, a lot of something. So, like, if you're like, let's go crazy the house. Like, let's go a lot crazy. I'm like, that's not, like, technically, yes, it just means, like, extra. But, like, no, honey, no, no, no. And it was just so stupid. And, like, his whole, like, presence online has always been very, like, stupid. (laughs) I just feel like everything he says, people are like, you're dumb. Yeah, he's Uh, been highly scrutinized throughout his entire online existence. Yeah. I mean, he shot to fame overnight, essentially. And it just, I don't know. He's just like, he he wasn't prepared to be this famous. And it it, it shows. I mean, his Met Gala look, I was like, girl, what? <laughs> like, and people he- love to ridicule him. Like, everybody hopped on that train to make fun of his Met Gala look. And then his Instagram caption was like, I am so honored that I'm able to take a step forward for influencers like who don't get to have their voice shown. And like, I'm taking a major step for online influencers to get more mainstream. And I'm like, what? Like, are you really trying to act like online influencers are like oppressed? (laughs) You're so brave, James Charles. Thank you for showing up to the Met Gala. So that kind of details James Charles's history of not quite scandal, but flirting with scandal, right? Like, or at least being in the public eye for mistakes or for... Just being stupid, basically. <laughs> exactly. And he is only 19 years old, so we always have to remember that. Yeah. Now, let's go back to this Tati Westbrook-James Charles feud. So... Toddy Westbrook is this YouTuber who has been doing beauty-related content since 2010, apparently, on her Glam Life Guru YouTube account. And she is also the founder of Halo Beauty, which offers skincare vitamins. And we just explained who James Charles is. He's been doing um, makeup videos on YouTube for two years only, but he has 16, or he had, rather... Over 16 million followers. I believe he peaked at 16.5 million followers. Jesus. And I believe he actually had the most amount of followers for anyone in the YouTube beauty makeup industry. Yeah, he was the most subscribed to makeup artists on YouTube. Was. Emphasis on was. And that's like a huge part of YouTube, which I didn't really know about. But apparently... The makeup industry in YouTube is extremely fruitful. I mean, yeah, where do you get your makeup tips, Armin? (laughs) Not on YouTube. I go to the magazines. I go old school. Mm. (laughs) Now, the connection between Tati Westbrook and James Charles is that Tati Westbrook was actually James Charles' mentor. And Tati Westbrook helped build James Charles' brand um, brought him into the industry, and basically jump-started his career. James has also said that Tati is the reason that he got an interest in makeup in the first place, by watching her YouTube videos. 
which obviously launched when James was 10 years old. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, Tati flew James out to her wedding back in 2017. So they are actually really tight. They were. Yeah. Until <laughs> Friday, Tati Westbrook drops this 43-minute video on her channel entitled Bye, Sister, in which she <laughs> took down James Charles. Iconic name. <laughs> Truly. By the way, the worst name for SEO. The absolute yeah. worst name for SEO. Like, if she wanted to actually optimize this, it would have been like a James Charles takedown. Yeah, but obviously it still freaking worked. Oh, did it work? In fact, I would say it amplified the video even further that it had this vague title. The name, the name of it makes it like 10 times better. <laughs> totally agree. It's like the cherry on top. Bye, sister. So here's the background to why this video was created. Okay. Apparently during weekend one at Coachella. This is all going to sound really petty, by the way. <laughs> oh, the whole thing is awful. It makes me hate everyone. <laughs> the like, whole thing is so stupid. <laughs> this is how easily your career could get destroyed, apparently. Um, not that he doesn't deserve it for other reasons, but okay. During weekend one at Coachella. James posted a sponsored post for Sugar Bear Hair. By the way, I'm learning a lot of new companies and names and yeah. all these new things that I've never heard of before. Sugar Bear Hair is like the most unattractive name of a company I've ever heard in my entire life. Also, it doesn't feel like the name doesn't seem like a beauty related name to me. I could see it being like more like makeup. But it's like vitamins, isn't it? It's a major competitor to Halo Beauty, Tati's company. Yeah, it is in the vitamin industry. Sugar Bear Hair, I don't know. It kind of sounds like maybe a candy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or like maybe like a porn star. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be actually. So Tati saw James's advertisement as a betrayal, especially since Tati had put a lot of work in negotiating deals on James's behalf, giving James connections, and providing many free promotions on her channel. And actually, the beginning of her video has a bunch of quick cuts to all the different times that she promoted James on her channel. Yes, receipts. Then, Tati posted this video on Instagram stories in which she commented on James' portrayal, and she was crying, and that became a huge spectacle in and of in itself. James Charles responded with a press release on his Instagram story, where he apologized to Tati. He says that she has been like a mother to him. She's given uh, him so much support. And that the only reason why he did this Instagram story for these sleep vitamins is that they had offered to provide security for him at Coachella because he felt unsafe <laughs> and he didn't actually accept any money for the post. It was purely for security. Yeah. Okay. He also goes on to say that he takes Tati's vitamins on a daily basis, um, but he just didn't think about the competition and he still supports 
Tati. Tati doesn't respond to this, and this has been weeks, until, of course, the video by Sister. Ryan, do you want to go into a little bit of detail into what she says on this video? Okay, well, first off, this video has almost 40 million views (laughs) in four days. (laughs) Um, So, same. And (laughs) so, basically, so... The funny thing is that it started with the vitamins or whatever, but the video is more, it's about more than that. So I think that she was like, this is the final straw. And I think that she was like, I've helped him out so much, but he like has like done more. He's backstabbed me multiple times and now I'm putting my foot down. Also, (laughs) I know like age is just a number, but isn't Todd like in her like mid thirties? She's 37. Okay. (laughs) He's 19. Just throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> like, I love the feud. <laughs> um, so, she basically said that he would spread li- lies behind her back to other people in their industry, like beauty industry. Um, she says, he has tried to make me the villain. Go around, circulate a story to work on your side, saying that I love the drama because it helps improve my sales. By the way, maybe she didn't love the drama, but it did improve sales. Definitely improved sales. <laughs> um, and I think that, I don't know, I'm not really like in on the YouTube culture. I don't really like watch any YouTubers or anything. But from what I've gathered, um, any controversy for a YouTuber is good. Like f- from what I've like figured if people are talking about you, it's like, okay, well, they're going to go watch the video that has to do with the drama, which only ups your view count, which only ups your sales, which only ups your ad sales, which only ups how much you make per video. Like, there's no bad way to, like, get publicity in showbiz, baby. But, like, also showbiz. in YouTube. <laughs> I feel like YouTube, it's like, if you create a video that people talk about, whether it's good or bad, it's only helpful for you because you get more views and whether people are hate watching it or whatever, the more interaction you get with your video, the more money you make. Yeah. I was actually reading that feuding is a major pillar of YouTube culture. And I didn't know this up until this moment. Yeah. And it's not just the beauty community on YouTube. Apparently it's every sub community on YouTube. There is constant infighting, feuding, redemption. Like, People wouldn't be surprised if Tati and James make up. Oh, they're going to make up eventually. Don't worry. And that's going to be a YouTube video, and that's probably going to generate 100 million views. Oh, for sure. No, they're definitely going to make up, you guys. Come on. This is all, like, everything is, everything's planned out when it comes to, like, entertainment, I feel. And these people aren't stupid. They make their living off of this, and they've made a name for themselves. There, There is going to be... Some aspect to this story that I think wasn't planned out, though, and I'm sure we'll get to that, uh, because clearly this has been largely detrimental to James Charles, which, again, we'll get into. Um, But broad strokes, I think that they all have a general idea or a, a general commitment to the fact that, like you said, any content they could create is good. As long as you could spin it a certain way and find a way to fuel some sort of narrative. And I'm sure James Charles didn't want this. Uh, but from Tati Westbrook's perspective, she didn't have a lot to lose from this. 
And again, it seems to be a part of this culture that they're going to feud and it could be authentic. Like it seems in this case, it's really authentic. It's not just done for the views, but at some point it just is, it's too profitable to not at one point say, you know what, let's reconcile. I mean, sure. Like there, I think it's real and it's happening, but you, you have to be an idiot to not like milk it as long as you fucking can. So they're going to, they're going to like continue this feud or this makeup or whatever. Eventually the like sketch part of this is <laughs> she turns it into more than just like he uses people for like advertisements or whatever. She said that he has used his fame and power to force young men into sexual, sexual, into sexual acts with him. Um, so, a lot of people actually have come out and said that James Charles would go into DMs of young gay men, young straight men, people who are in relationships, whether with a guy or with a girl, and basically, like, say, like, you need to, like, hook up with me or you need to send me, like, a shirtless pic or whatever. I don't know if it went as far to as to say like dick pics and stuff, but maybe, maybe. Um, and a lot of times these guys were like straight and like had a girlfriend and he would like try to like get them to like do like do gay shit with them. And it's like sketch. So, um, I read this one story of this guy who has been publicly smeared by James Charles. James Charles went out and tried to destroy this guy's reputation and he said that the only reason why James Charles did it is because he wouldn't perform sexual acts for him, whatever mm-hmm. they may be. Yeah. So it seems like he would kind of leverage his power and say, I have the ability to spread misinformation about you. Right. I have 16 million subscribers. So if you don't do this, then I'm going to wield my power against you. And that is is coercive that is fucked up that is really really unethical and wrong on so many different levels and tati went in on him for that yeah and she's basically saying like you can't she plays the card of like some of these young men are still like figuring out themselves and like coming into adulthood and you like trying to force them into like your sexuality what you favor can really like mess with their brains and like mess with their emotions and blah, blah, blah. And she was basically saying, like, you're trying to turn people gay. <laughs> Which, like, not how it works, but, like, I get where she's coming from. Um, so, she like, he's sketch and creepy. Um, two different, like, kind of youtube like, singery people actually came out to this week and said that he had slid into their boyfriend's DMs one of whom I do follow on Instagram because he's really hot. Um, and I guess he's dating the singer. And she posted, like, a screenshot of, like, a DM that James sent to his, like, her boyfriend, who's, like, a YouTuber, who, once again, I don't watch their videos, but I've seen him on, on Instagram, and he's really hot, so I follow him. I'm shallow. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, like, to me, the biggest thing and then it it wasn't about the like vitamins and the advertising anymore it was so much more so much more 
So what do you think about the fact that it's possible that Tati Westbrook would have never exposed James Charles for possibly being a sexual predator if it weren't for the fact that he did an advertisement for one of her competitors? I mean... Nobody has really talked about that, I feel like. I mean, it's kind of sketch because, like, he should probably be called out for this, whether or not he did an advertisement. Right? Um, But, like, I guess if you're, I don't know, I guess, like... Friends enabling friends. Yeah, it's a little bit enabling. I don't know, I guess you've, like, tried to protect your friends until they fuck you over. (laughs) Um, that's I don't not know. great though I've never thought of I never never thought about that um, that's why in the beginning I was saying it's kind of petty because it's like you know what I was standing by your corner I was able to negotiate all these deals for you basically make you a millionaire yeah and now that you wronged me I'm gonna expose you for being a garbage human being like, I'm totally cool with you being, like, a sexual predator among young men. But, like, don't fuck me over. <laughs> don't like, advertise for sugar bear hair. You can do anything. You can literally try to get dick pics from 16-year-olds. But don't touch sugar bear hair. Now I'm scared that- to, like, have sugar bear hair as a sponsor. Like, if they reached out to me, Rye, I don't think... I could go through with it. If they were like, we want to sponsor Holly Shook, how could no. we ever do that? I don't want Tati Westbrook to be mad at me. Tati will like expose the shit out of you. <laughs> so she goes in and just like fucking drags him to hell. And then he releases an apology video just titled Tati all lowercase. Which I and love the contrast of that yeah. to by sister, which is in all caps. Yeah. It's called branding. Look it up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really watch. These videos are too long, girl. Like, I ain't got no time to watch, like, three and a half hours of YouTube videos. Um, His is only eight minutes, though. Okay, well, add up the two. It's about four hours. (laughs) And so he just basically is like, I'm sorry. Um, He said, I'm disappointed in myself that I hurt her. And he's like, yeah, they've been really, her and her husband have been super loyal to me. And I betrayed them. Does he comment on the fact that he's a sexual predator or no? He does briefly. Like, I I regret the fact that I've talked about pursuing boys in public. Okay. But it seems like he is kind of deflecting any sort of criticism on that and trying to say that he is wrong to have put himself in precarious situations, but it's all kind of being misinterpreted. It seems like that's the angle he's taking. But again, he very briefly talked about it. Mm. I'm also just imagining, like... <laughs> I mean, he had to watch this video, obviously. <laughs> Can you imagine watching 45 minutes of someone just, like, dragging you to hell? Maybe he had someone take cliff notes for him. I don't know. I'm like, did he just sit on his couch and watch by himself? Or, like, did he, like, have a glass of wine with it? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's a full episode of television. What would you do? If I was watching someone totally expose me on YouTube, I mean, I guess I would like, I'd make like a party out of it. I don't know. I would a like, viewing wanna, party. I would do a viewing party. I'd be like, who wants to come over? Like, have wine, <laughs> and 
And then all your friends are like, wait, what the hell? You're creepy. Um, I sort of love that. I don't know. I'm just like trying to imagine watching like a, an ex, an expose about myself. 43 like, not minutes knowing long. It's coming. Do you think she texted him and was like, hey, babe. Um, <laughs> hey, sis. Hey, sister. <laughs> Just letting you know I'm about to fucking, like, expose you. XOXO. Like, <laughs> good luck on the views. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, he had to know something was coming when she didn't respond to his press release. Yeah. Also, press release. He put a fucking Instagram story up. That's the new I, press release, Rai. That's how we do press releases now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you should talk about subscriber count because you're obsessed with it. Oh, I love this. Okay. Before Friday, May 10th, when Bye Sister was posted, Tati Westbrook had 5.9 million subscribers, which is huge in of in itself. Right. That is massive. She has since jumped to 9.8 million subscribers. That is Jeez. unbelievable. And we are recording this. On Tuesday, May 14th, so over the course of four days, essentially four million people have followed her. Insane. This video has been just an absolute boon to her already successful career. I mean, she got almost as many subscribers in four days as she did in 10 years, if you think about it. Right. That is exactly right. I hadn't even thought about it that way. Yeah. And... This has become a cultural moment. When I was doing research for this podcast, I saw articles about this on CNN, Washington Post, major, major outlets who probably have run maybe like a story or two about the beauty community on YouTube over the course of a few years, right? Like, I can't imagine them having ever done a story on Tati Westbrook before. And if they had, then... They definitely weren't producing like article after article like they are doing now. There is articles on a breakdown of the feud. There are pieces on the subscriber counts. There are pieces on the unfollows by celebrity celebrities to James Charles, and I'll get into that as well. This has become a cultural moment, right? I mean, I didn't know who Tati Westbrook was, and you didn't know, and not that we're like the litmus test, but I feel like we are more of like the average... I mean, we're a little more of an above-average consumer of entertainment and celebrity, right? Yeah. This is a deep cut. And I would even argue that, like, I mean, like we said, we're not really in on the YouTube culture, but we still know everything about this feud. We know everything about it. And there are niche celebrities like a Tati Westbrook or a James Charles. Although James Charles had, like, breached that, I feel like. But Tati Westbrook was definitely a niche celebrity. I mean, she has six million. She had six million subscribers, right? Yeah. But not quite a celebrity. But this video just, it enchanted people. It, it was so compelling, so fascinating, so absurd on so many different levels that even people who don't care about beauty, don't care about makeup, don't even know who these people are, are tuning in. The amount of tweets I saw where people were like, I've never even heard of either of these people, but I just spent 50 minutes watching them. <laughs> Like, discuss them, like, their relationship. And I'm like, LOL. It, it's something about it. It just, there was a recipe to it that I don't think we could ever quantify. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just churned out this magical moment. And the result of it is now, like, Tati Westbrook's not a household name, but, like, 
a lot of people now know her and are talking about her and probably she has become water cooler talk. Yeah. Which is insane. And now she's broaching 10 million subscribers. She's probably going to keep soaring. And on the other end of that, James Charles went from 16.5 million subscribers prior to Tati's video. And today, May 14th, sits at 13.5 million subscribers. And I know he is still doing great. He's still doing fine. Wow, that's a huge number. That's amazing. She, he still has way more than Tati. But he has lost 3 million subscribers and counting. Yeah. That's big. I'm watching the live, I'm watching the live count as we speak. Where is he at right now? <laughs> oh, it just is dropping. 13 million five hundred twenty thousand five hundred and thirty five five hundred and twenty three five hundred and twenty two <laughs> and she's at nine million seven hundred ninety seven thousand four hundred and twenty eight four hundred and fifty seven four hundred and sixty two I see five oh nine five thirteen oh my god yours is above mine five thirty Okay, so James Charles went from the biggest, the most followed YouTube person, or most followed makeup person on YouTube, um, to now the second most followed. Jeffree Star is now above him. Even with all of these people stop following him, he's still the second most followed. So Jeffree Star is the new number one. How Um, low do you think James Charles will go? I don't know. Um... I don't know. I mean, like here, like like we said, there's going to be some type of follow up, and I feel like it always depends on the follow up, which we've discussed on this podcast before. How you react to a scandal is like how will determine how people like remember it, how people react to you and your career. So he could save it. He could save himself. The apology video didn't work clearly. Well, not necessarily the apology video. I don't think there was any like chance of that saving him but i'm like now that the apology is out now that people have talked about it that there's been progress just like how is he gonna where's he gonna go from here you know what amazed me right is that james charles's apology video essentially matched tati's video and views they both are about 38 39 million views the last yeah. i checked right that's pretty amazing it, usually you see a discrepancy between like a video and the response video from yeah. from what I've gathered, um, but people are in for this whole ride. They're like, okay, right. we watched Tati's, and now we're gonna watch James Charles because there's really this like one to one match of it. It seems like everyone who went for part one was like, okay, I gotta go watch part two, right? Which like, I mean, they go hand in hand. Still getting them views, honey. Um, so anyway, Jeffrey Star is like, dude, this guy's fucking creepy. Um, yeah, he said. <laughs> Jeffree Star said James Charles is a danger to society. Everything Tati said is 100% true. <laughs> so James Charles sucks, apparently, is Bef- what I'm getting. Before we move on to our next topic, here's a list of people who have unsubscribed to James Charles. Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, Demi oh, Lovato, wow. Shawn Mendes, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Iggy Azalea, and more. I love that. I love that. It's like these celebrities are like, fuck this guy. (laughs) Those are some major people to have in your corner and then to lose them. That's like, that's losing a lot of capital. For sure. 
Because it means, like, I mean, I was reading that he had done videos with the Kardashians and Kylie Jenner and, like, Iggy and, like, had them on his channel. So, obviously, like, they're not coming back. Nope. Nope. Speaking of coming back, <laughs> um, my other favorite controversy of this week was Constance Wu, star of Fresh Off the Boat and Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it was announced that Fresh Off the Boat was going to be renewed for a sixth season this week. And right around the time when she, this announcement was made, she tweeted out, so upset right now. I'm literally crying. Ugh, fuck. Fucking hell. <laughs> and then somebody like, con- someone tweeted at her being like, great news. Like, congratulations on the great news. <laughs> Like, being like, your show's renewed. Like, congrats. And her response was, no, it's not. Like, no, it's not great news. <laughs> um, so everyone was like, what the hell? Like, you just got, like, renewed um, your a new season on your show, and you're, like, tweeting about how angry you are. Very unusual, because it's very difficult to have a show sustain a six-season run. And in fact, a lot of great shows have been canceled before then. So for the star of the show, and she is the star of Fresh Off the Boat, to have such an adverse reaction to her show being renewed, for it to be coming back for another season, it's definitely out of the norm, to say the least. Okay, so obviously there's explanation. Right, we'll get into it. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see why people were quick to be like, oh my gosh, she's mad about her show she hates her show she hates being on fresh off the boat she doesn't want to be on it anymore oh my god the drama so she people were like freaking out she's like i can't believe that she literally wants to not be on the show anymore and that she hates the show she responded that wasn't a rampage that's just how i talk i say fuck a lot i love that word y'all are making a lot of assumptions about what i was saying and no it's not what it's about no it's not what this is all about stop assuming I I said I was upset and crying. I did not say it was over a TV show. You're making an assumption. So she basically was like, you guys are assuming that I'm mad that the show got renewed. It's more than that. That's not what it's about. But she didn't explain what it was. So I think it took like a day probably. Yeah, I think it was later in the day. And then (laughs) she posted the Instagram account for... (laughs) She posted on the Instagram account for the show. They were like, we've been, like, we got renewed for a sixth season. And she just commented, dislike. <laughs> Imagine being the social media manager for Fresh Off the Boat and you're just trying to do your job and you make this Instagram <laughs> post. And your job as a social media manager is to track comments, especially yeah. ones by influencers, by those blue yeah. check marks. And generally, you want to like those and respond to those. It helps the algorithm. It helps increase the visibility of your account, right? And then you get that notification. And it's Constance Wu saying dislike. Imagine how much stress that social media manager had. Like, what do I do? Right. How do I respond to this? (laughs) It's so, like, crazy because I'm like, okay, so that that was the post that, like, like, confused me and probably a lot of more people. I get the tweets when she explains everything. I'm like, okay, I get the tweets. She was reacting to something. But to go out of her way to write, like, dislike on the Instagram post, that's kind of crazy. Well, it is unfair that there isn't a dislike button. 
Right, but like because then she sh- she could have just clicked a button. So she had to technically go out of her way to comment. I mean, and I'm saying even if there was a dislike button, it seems crazy for of her to go out of her way to go to the Instagram page of her show and like publicly comment her disdain for it. But she hates the show, right? I mean, you know, like she's not going to hide her feelings and if she dislikes it, then she's going to say she dislikes it. She literally hates everything that's ever happened to her and she wishes the show never um, existed. That's what I got from this whole situation. Um, but yeah, that was a great moment. Dislike. Dislike. So she uh, later on is like, I've had a rough day. My tweets were just like me reacting to my rough day. They were ill-timed with the news of the show. I'm so grateful for the renewal. I love the cast and crew. I'm proud to be a part of it. For all the fan support, thank you. And for all who support my casual use of the word fuck. Thank you, too. Which, by the way, is in stark contrast to the dislike comment, right? Because that's not ill-timed. That's like a very specific attack on a post. Right. (laughs) It's not like, you know, I was posting fuck, like, this sucks. And it just happened to occur minutes after the announcement. I was talking about something totally different. Yeah. What can we say? It's a coincidence. When you post so, dislike to the post. <laughs> the dislike one is really what throws me for a loop. <laughs> um, you can explain the tweets. I feel like you'd be like, I was ill-timed. I was reacting to something else. The dislike on the Instagram, I feel like it's hard to, hard to excuse. Also hard to explain away the no, it's not. When someone says, great news. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your show being renewed. And you say, no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's hard to say that's taken out of context. There's not a lot more context to it, right? Right. So she goes on to explain. Um, she goes on and puts a full post eventually. Um, I'm not going to read it, but I'll just like summarize it. Um, she essentially was like, I... The reason I reacted negatively was because the renewal of my show meant I had to give up on a different project that I was in the works for. And... She was like, it's not that I don't love the show. I love working on the show. I love the cast and crew on the show. But as an actor and as an artist, I also enjoy pushing my, like, boundaries and, like, being challenged and, like, taking roles that will, like, challenge me artistically, put me in a different situation. She was like, my character on Fresh Out the Boat, I've now been doing for five years. It feels easy. It feels safe i feel like i can show up to work and just do it because i've been doing it for so long and as like an artist i want to like not feel comfortable i want to be pushed like outside of my limits and outside of my comfort zone so when i found out that my show got renewed i had to give up another project that was going to allow me to feel challenged and allow me to like be out of my comfort zone and i was upset that that opportunity was not going to be I was no longer going to be able to take that opportunity is essentially her explanation, which I love. I respect that. Um, I'm a little bit like, I feel like they're, I don't know. Like, could they not have worked it out so you could do both? (laughs) Right. You would think, especially if here's what I'm thinking. Maybe she didn't have the part, but she was auditioning for it or she was very close to, negotiating a deal yeah um but if there was going to be a scheduling conflict then that other project was going to move forward with another option yeah because maybe they 
they weren't totally committed to Constance Wu. For sure. Because, of course, if a project is like, we need you, we want you, you're the only person for this role, then they will actually rearrange their schedule. Fresh Off the Boat can't really do that because they have to adhere to the network's schedule and there's a very specific timing to sitcoms and the way they're released, you know, in terms of like the fall and spring schedules and all that kind of stuff. So Fresh Off the Boat has to do their thing. But I'm assuming this is... Actually, I don't really know what this other project is because it's very vague. It could be a movie, it could be a show. Yeah. If it it is a show, then there's really nothing she can do. If it's a movie, a movie usually has a little more flexibility, especially with the lead actress. Could have been like a Broadway show, a stage production. Like, we don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. So it's really really hard to theorize. I really want to (laughs) know. I'd love to know. So that when it does come out, we could be like, could have been Constance. We Uh, will find out one day. Maybe. I mean, so much of this has been so public anyway. Right. Like, don't hold, don't hold back on us, Constance. You've given us this much. Um, but to your point about the statement, look, there's more nuance to people's emotions than how a lot of people perceive them. It's not just black and white. And I think what she was trying to illustrate was the nuance. It's right. that you can hold a bunch of different conflicting emotions at once. So she's both in love with her cast, in love with her crew, in love with the show and all the opportunities it gave her. But she's done it for five years and she's also disappointed by the fact that she couldn't take this artistic challenge. Both could be true. That confuses a lot of people. But I feel like if you really take time to reflect on your own life and these sort of fork in the road kind of moments, I feel like a lot of people could relate. And see that they have held these conflicting emotions before. So to me, it's actually not that insane. The only critique I guess I would have is the way that she handled it publicly. No, for sure. I mean, it's a little messy. (laughs) A lot messy. It is very messy. Um, Because you also have to think about the feelings of your coworkers. Well, and it could come off very much as like, oh, she was in like one really big popular movie and now she's better than our show like does she think she's better than us type of thing someone on twitter compared it to the whole katherine heigl thing um how she started biting the hand that fed her once she started taking movie roles um i don't think it's to that extent (laughs) um i think she just genuinely was but it's bittersweet and i get that i did like she also had a little paragraph in her thing being like i like my words were insensitive to those who are like struggling. Um, especially considering the fact that I used to be in the same struggle. She essentially just said like, I am so grateful for this show. It's given me all these opportunities without this show. I wouldn't have even been able to have the opportunity for another project that I have to turn down. So she was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm very privileged and I'm lucky to like, even have this problem of like having to turn down an opportunity for a show. Um, so I like, I appreciated that too. Cause then I think it grounded her a little bit more of like, Oh, boohoo. My show got picked up for six season. <laughs> like type, <laughs> like outlook where like mm, thousands of hundreds of millions of other actors would fucking kill to have a six season show. So, um, and think yeah. about all the people that are put to work 
because of this and get to have right. a job. It's not just the actors and the director and the writers. Yeah. You it's know, the whole yeah, you have PAs and you have the video guys and you have editors. There are so many people that work yeah. on a singular production. Right. It could sometimes go into their hundreds. Right. So a lot of people are employed by this. And I'm also empathetic to the fact that you can just be overcome with emotions and not even step back to to think about the repercussions of your actions. Like you just have like a visceral emotional reaction to something. Yeah. But when you're a public figure like her and someone says great news and you respond, no, it's not. (laughs) And don't provide immediate clarity. I love that. That wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. She was definitely a messy bitch who loves drama about it. but Because it is great news. For like a lot of people, it's such great news. So you have to say, look, I'm grateful, but I would have loved to take this other opportunity. Glad that a lot of people will be happy, not only fans, but also people who get to be employed. It's just weird that like her her being able to take this project relied on her show being canceled. <laughs> like That seems weird, too. So it's like oh, I hope my show gets canceled so I can take this other role. Like That just seems so crazy to me. She was just sitting around, fingers crossed, I hope my show gets canceled. I hope my f- show gets canceled. Right. Because I'm like, she was, in a, she was in Crazy Rich Asians, which was like a huge movie. So it's not like she didn't have time to like film a movie in between seasons. So I'm kind of just like, wait, what? I just want to know what the project was. <laughs> that, that's the next part of the story. I can't wait to find out. Give us what we want, Constance. Speaking of um, follow-ups to stories, though. I was literally going to say that exact same segue. Um, okay, we just have two really quick little like updates on things. There's not much to say about these. But Felicity Huffman, obviously, we've been diehard following this college scandal, if you guys have been following along. Um, Felicity Huffman pled guilty in court to um, whatever she was charged with. I don't know, money laundering? No, she wasn't hit with a money laundering charge. Mail fraud and wire fraud. Mail fraud and wire fraud. They dropped the money laundering charges, correct? Because she pled guilty? Yeah, they basically had it up in the air as like leverage. So either you plead guilty or we'll hit you with it. And that's why Lori Laughlin, who is deciding to fight this, got eventually hit with the money laundering charge on top of everything else. Psychotic. So, um, yeah, so she pleaded guilty along with, I guess, like, her and one other person who was charged pled guilty at the same time, um, which they said they usually don't take more than one plea bargain at at the same time, but because there's so many people charged in this that they're kind of trying to, like, expedite the process. Um, So uh, they said that they are going to be looking at a four-month prison sentence as well as $20,000 fine, um, which is light. They could have gone a lot higher in terms of prison sentences and stuff. A maximum sentence would be 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, So crazy. So I'm scared for Lori Laughlin, right? I know. I mean, that's the thing is, like, if she's getting four months for like pleading guilty, which is like you're accepting a plea and like, you're going to get let off a little easier. Imagine fighting this. Like what is, what is Lori Laughlin going to get? Girl, Lori, just fucking like, stop. They're going to bring the hammer down on Lori. 
Oh, for sure. She's gonna be she's gonna be the one that's made an example of, to be fair. Um Can you believe that Lori Laughlin is going to spend the rest of her life in prison? Do you think it'll be that long? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that it could carry a 20-year sentence. Right. And oh she got God. hit with another charge. Yeah. So I'm honestly not that exciting of news, but it makes me, yeah, like our first thought was like, well, what the hell is going to happen to Lori Loughlin? <laughs> yeah, we both so, texted each other that. Like, how long do you think Lori Loughlin's going to get now? Yeah, so I'm excited to find out what that is. But um, Felicity Huffman will get her sentence in September. So we will have a... I guess we'll have a bookend on Felicity's journey in September. And it may not be four months. It could be less. Right. Maybe it's more. We don't know okay. at this point. Yeah. The prosecutors are recommending four months. So we'll see what happens with that. So, right, we know how large of a feud you have with celebrity children's names. Yes. This is an ongoing feud. Yeah, I hate them. Tons of tension between you and celebrity children's names. Yes. Publicly, famously, very angry all the time. This is going to be the subject of a Holly Shook one day. Yeah. You versus the names. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the speculation on Kim Kardashian's fourth child's name. We don't know the name yet, officially. Okay. But fans are speculating... Based on photos she's sharing and the captions, that the name is either going to be Bear or Teddy or Cub. And this is because she keeps using the Teddy Bear emoji. Now, Rai, we know how much you hate celebrity children's names. You're not a big fan of Pilot Inspector as a name. Mm -mm. You hate Orlando Bloom's kid's name. Jacksonville. Jacksonville doesn't work for you. Fort Lauderdale doesn't work for you. Apple, do you like Apple? Absolutely hell no, I don't. So, we still don't know the name of Kim Kardashian's fourth child. However, if it is Bear or Teddy or Cub, what do you think? Bear and Cub can go fuck themselves. Are you fucking joking me? Those are little animals. <laughs> um, Teddy's like a normal name. Like, Ted. But what like, if it's not Theodore, it's Teddy? Do people use Theodore now? Um, I haven't heard of I, a Theodore recently. I don't know. Um, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Um, if, like, the legal name is Teddy, like, on birth certificate, I'd be fine. I, that's the only one I'll be fine with. Because it's still, like, normal, I feel. Yeah, normally it's Teddy is, like, a nickname for something else. But, like... That's not the craziest fucking celebrity child name we've heard. Bear or Cub, I will... <laughs> I mean, look, y'all know I don't really care about the Kardashians anyway, so it it won't affect me. I, I could care less. But that's fucking stupid. And also, I remember seeing before they had the baby that I saw, like, an article headline. Obviously, I did not read it. That was, like, Kim's, like... Kim's planning on naming her, like, fourth child a more traditional name. Like Cub. <laughs> like Cub. <laughs> um, if it is Cub, then it's, like, I guess they're sticking with, like, the Chicago theme, because, like, the Chicago Cubs. That's why people but, think it really fits, because you obviously you have Chicago West. Yeah. You have Northwest. 
Yeah. Which I guess isn't a Chicago theme, but there is Chicago West. And then there's Saint West. What yeah. do you think about those names, by the way? I don't think I've ever asked you about those names. No, we talked about Chicago once because I was mad because I'm like, it's literally the name of a city. <laughs> uh, I guess Northwest works because, I mean, there's two there's two baseball teams in Chicago and the Cubs are the North side and then the White Sox are like the South side. True. I don't know. I don't think they're fucking smart enough to really like be doing that on purpose, but... Um, no, it's stupid. Bye. Bye, sister. I remember you discovering that Chloe's daughter is named True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were so mad. I hated it. I'm like, that's literally a freaking, like, word. <laughs> it's not a name. It's a word. A deeply ironic name considering the father. Yeah, where nothing's true. Nothing nothing's says- true. Um, obviously I'm waiting with bated breath to know what she fucking named her kid because there's nothing else important going on in our world no nothing else important also this is unrelated but um so I've been seeing a lot of people who are like I guess Khaleesi is like a big name now for children I saw Um, Daenerys is Khaleesi too Khaleesi but is there a character named Khaleesi Daenerys is Khaleesi. Khaleesi means queen. Okay. Because everyone was like, after last night's episode, what do people who name their children Khaleesi think? And I'm like, but I, and obviously I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I only know based off like Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, but I thought her name was like Daenerys. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> she She's both the Khaleesi and she's Daenerys. Okay. So Khaleesi is more of like. It's her title. title. Yeah. Not her name. Okay. Okay. Because I know Stassi also from Vanderpump Rules is always like, my Khaleesi's. And I'm like, what? Right. My queens. Okay. 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 okay, okay. That makes more sense. It's kind of a weird name. Also, I have a few crazy celebrity names for you. Oh, God. Adam Levine's children. Geo Grace. Is that a boy or girl? I don't know. And Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose. Okay. I'd be pissed. Um, Exton. Who? Robert Downey Jr. Exton? Exton. E-X-T-O-N. I actually don't hate that. If Kim and Kanye named their kid Bear, it wouldn't be the first time a celebrity named their kid Bear. Kate Winslet's child is Bear Blaze. No, Kate. Come on, Kate. <laughs> They must really hate their kids. I know. Dusty Rose. It's like literally like calling your son an old flower, like an old dead flower. Yeah, you can't even be a rose. You have to be a dusty rose. Couldn't it be like blooming rose? No, it's dusty. It's a dusty rose. It's just been sitting in the closet collecting dust. Clean rose. Oh, another celebrity named their child Bear. What the fuck is wrong with people? Alicia Silverstone. Named her child Bear Blue. I kind of see that for Alicia Silverstone, though. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in Kate Winslet, but Alicia, I, I, I can like can let that pass. Busy Phillips, Cricket Pearl. <gasps> no. No, 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 no. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Do you think the child goes by Crick? No. Uh, maybe Rat. 
That's like a normal name. Cricket. Yeah. Come on, Busy. I mean, I know her name's Busy, but. Yeah, I feel like that she had to like up the ante there. Like my name's Busy. I got to go to another level here. Her son's name should have been Relaxed. (laughs) Opposite Busy. (laughs) Lackadaisical. Um, Nicholas Cage named his kid Cal L. He loves Superman. Cal L? Yeah, Cal L. I don't know what that means. And I already mentioned Pilot Ex- Inspector, which is Jason Lee's kid. <laughs> I hope I hope the child becomes a pilot inspector, a literal tra- pilot inspector. I thought that was a joke at first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Your vocation is picked out for you. At birth. I fucking hate that. Um, my parents should have named me a famous, successful comedian then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can name your child that, so then they become a famous, successful comedian. No, uh, I don't want them to get my dream. <laughs> I think that's what these celebrities are thinking. Like, if they have a weird-ass name, then they can't have my dream. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Being a my successful actor. Nothing. Well, on that happy note, um, thank you guys for listening to our bonus little current event scandal podcast um like i said next week i cannot wait to be in studio with armin in los angeles um to record our first ever live in studio podcast so look forward to that we will definitely be posting behind the scenes clips snippets videos pics um so make sure you're following our instagram at holly shook pod and on twitter at holly shook pod we will be posting on there And it's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Bye, sister. Bye, sister.